Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. Well, we've all heard about amino acids, but what exactly are they and how can they help build a stronger mind and healthier brain? Can amino acids help improve your mental health? What is the relationship between your muscles and your mind? Well, joining me in the studio today to answer these questions and so much more is Angelo Keeley, the founder and CEO of Keon Aminos. Angelo and I have a great discussion about how he overcame his trauma and found his personal health journey at 16 after being stabbed and nearly beaten to death during a bad LSD trip, how and why he founded Keon, and how muscles and mind are connected. So let's dive in. Life can be hard and it's easy to feel stressed, anxious and out of control. What if there was a way to take back control? What if there was a practical way to detox your brain? This is now possible with NeuroCycle, the first ever scientifically tested brain detox app shown to help reduce an anxiety and depression by up to 81%. Users are guided through a variation of audio and video, brain exercises and mind management lessons every day. I'm excited to share some of the latest features in the app, including guides for children and parents, detailed feedback and recommendations, written guides through days 22 through 63 of the NeuroCycle, and an easy way to track your progress. There are over 500,000 NeuroCycle users worldwide, and the app has helped change thousands of lives, including people trying to find purpose in life, overcoming fear, better sleep, improved relationships, managing intrusive thoughts, depression and anxiety, and so much more. NeuroCycle is for everybody. No matter who you are, what you've been through, what you do, you have an incredible mind and brain that is always on and needs to be managed so that you can live your best both mentally and physically. This app is designed for individuals, couples, families, businesses or corporations, for everyone, everywhere. Join us by committing just a few minutes a day and see how your life is transformed. In just 63 days, you will have begun rewiring your brain for a happier and healthier life. Download the NeuroCycle app today and start changing your life one thought at a time. Just look for NeuroCycle on the iTunes App Store or Google Play or visit NeuroCycle.app. The link and more information will be in the show notes. Well, Angelo, I'm so excited that you're in the studio with me today because we're going to be discussing something that I talk about, but you're going to talk about it from another angle. People often hear me talking about how when we make decisions, our genes express and that makes amino acids and amino acids make proteins and those build thoughts. But not only is your mind doing that amazing thing, we also get amino acids from what we eat and from supplementation. And amino acids play such a massive role in thought building, but also in actually looking after our physical body. So I'm excited to have you share your expertise and knowledge on amino acids today and the, one of the best ways of getting them into our body. So thank you and welcome. Dr. Leaf, thanks for having me. It's an honor. Well, you have a great backstory, and I love to start with stories because I believe that that really helps people understand why you have a passion for amino acids. So you have a backstory that got you passionate about amino acids. So if you could share your backstory, that'll be fantastic. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to keep it brief. It's, it's tough when it's who you are, right? Well, that's it, but you know, go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was raised in a family that was very devoted to health. My parents were actually in the supplement business, and then they had a natural health food store, a natural health food restaurant, and I was raised in a way where we thought a lot about food, the quality of the food. We were eating organic, I think, way before it was cool or hip. Even a thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, even a thing. And so, yeah, it was just kind of, it was part of, of part of who I was. Um, my, my parents were also athletes. My mom was a very dedicated master swimmer. And wow. so at a very young age, I was going to the gym with them a lot. And I was also thinking a lot about what we ate. We also happened to be pescatarians. So we ate mostly plant-based, but we ate some fish. And because of that, my parents being very serious about nutrition, they thought a lot about combining different types of plant sources together to make sure that we got complete proteins and that we were eating well. So that that was really kind of like the foundation. I think even at the earliest age, my parents exposed me to amino acids. And it's one of the one of the first supplements I actually remember my mom talking to me about. It must have been like three or four. And I remember her being yeah. like, here, Angie, like before and after we would go to the gym and her just telling me like, can't you feel it? And I actually really could feel it. I remember it's one of those, it's one of those foods or supplements that when you mm-hmm. consume it, you actually can feel it because feel it, it, it impacts mm-hmm. your energy, it impacts your mood, it impacts your muscles and impacts so much of your life. Not like you feel it, like you might feel caffeine, but in a much more nuanced way. Yeah. And so I was just exposed to that very early on. That said, I think like many people, you might get exposed to a set of ideas and beliefs and kind of a cultural view even, and you don't know what you, you don't know how much that impacts the way you think. Later in adolescence, I started to explore a lot more on my own and both my parents maintain careers as entrepreneurs, small business people. So I definitely came from a family of more kind of vibrant mania, like mm-hmm. explore everything on your own, learn everything through your own lessons, Love less mm-hmm. <laughs> less kind of a conservative, <laughs> do what you're told, follow these rules. And so I got myself into a lot of trouble. When I was 16, I had a very bad LSD trip and mm-hmm. I was in the wrong neighborhood. I'm not a violent person at all, but because I was acting crazy, I provoked mm-hmm. some other people who were much more... I guess, hardcore than me. And they stabbed me multiple times and they nearly beat me to death. And so there was obviously a lot of psychological, mental recovery that came out of that, Mm -hmm. as well as physical recovery. And it was really the beginning of my life at 16 of owning my own health, of it not being about, you know, what my parents taught me or what my parents believed, but really like, what is the right nutrition for me? What is the right exercise Mm -hmm. for me? What's the right spiritual practices for me? Mm -hmm. Is meditation for me? What about yoga, breath work? All these things that kind of my hippie dippy parents had exposed me to, but I think I just took for granted and didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I really started to think a lot more about overall mental, emotional, psychological health. Um, And I think, yeah, it was just the beginning of my own personal health journey. And, you know, not to go too much into trauma, but it is, I think it's informed so much of my life, actually. You're welcome to go into the trauma. This is a Cleaning Up for Mental Mess podcast, and trauma is what we need to be talking about because there's all different levels on a continuum, and they do influence our outcome. And a lot of your business expertise and what you've done with the rest of your life, I think, is very informed by that. So you're welcome. If you feel like you want to explore that more, you're welcome to. Thank you. I think it's definitely influenced who I am and my business career, my my family life, everything. Because I think when I getting exposed to something that is so challenging, so dark, so provocative, mm. it either kind of invites one to try to resolve those things and mm-hmm. and make new connections and embrace it and create meaning out of it, or to shut down, you know, in the face of it. And I was really lucky, I'm super lucky to be resourced through talk therapy, through acupuncture, through yoga, through breath work, and through nutrition to, to help heal myself. Again, though, a few years later, I, I was through that journey. I became very interested in yoga at a young age. 
and service work. And I was doing service work in India. And then I was doing advanced yoga study at an ashram in Northern India at 21. And I was involved in another traumatic event. I was in a bus accident in the foothills mm-hmm. of the Himalayas. And the other bus went off the cliff and there's basically no emergency oh. services there. And so I was one of the few able-bodied people that could you know, climb down hundreds mm-hmm. of meters of a cliff to try to rescue the few survivors out of, I think, 31 people, 26 people wow. died. And again, that was just an experience for me. Well, it wasn't like almost a trauma that I provoked in the, in the previous yeah. experience, right? Like I kind yeah. of sought out this really intense experience and, and got myself in too deep in this way. I was trying to serve, I was trying to do yoga. And yet still, I you know, kind of found myself in a situation that was very troubling and hard. And mm. coming out of that, it's interesting. You know, I think the first few years after that, I actually didn't go deeper into my own personal health journey. I went more into trying to be successful. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think I healed as much around that. And I really suddenly came back from that. I finished college and I just wanted to be like an international businessman. And so I moved to France for a few years. I ended up moving back to India. And after years of kind of grinding and trying to be successful and make something of myself, I moved to Boulder and I got back into health. And I ran a behavioral healthcare company for a few years that specialized in working with young adults who had been struggling with substance abuse or other types Mm -hmm. of kind of addictive behaviors, oftentimes Mm -hmm. with lots of trauma. So it was really, Mm -hmm. I felt connected to that, that type of group of people. And then, you know, it's interesting after years of that and working in that line of business, I somehow kind of came back to my roots and I really wanted to start a new business. I wanted to do something that I was passionate about. I wanted to do something that I believe, believe deeply in. And I joke about it, but I think it's maybe most, could be most understood in this kind of context with someone like yourself. I basically started the company that like little three-year-old Angelo's mom would be most proud of. <laughs> you know, I, 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 could, I could hear that coming as you were talking. <laughs> I could hear that coming, Angelo. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. A lot of us will drop anything to go and help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? One of my resolutions for 2022 is to treat myself like I would my best friend. And one way I'm going to do this is to spend more time doing the things that make and bring me joy, such as walking my two puppies or reading novels in the bath. Therapy is another great way we can take care of ourselves. Indeed, you don't have to be in a crisis mode to benefit from therapy. Therapy can provide preventative and protective strategies so that when things do get tough, you'll know what to do. It's one of the best gifts you can give yourself. And this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. Cleaning up the mental mess listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash drleaf. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash drleaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. I want to ask you a quick question, just relating back to the years of work that you did in the initial trauma and getting to LSD. Do you, are you comfortable just sharing, even if it's very bird's eye view, Cliff Notes version of, you know, what was the trauma that sort of launched you into, did you ever identify the sort of source, the origin of what got you caught up in that world as a, as a 15 year old? 
And, you know, then you, after that was a journey, and obviously there were the trauma was of the accident, but the initial trauma that you said you almost spent years trying to deal with. I'm more than happy to share about it. If I understand your question correctly, you're asking less about, you know, what was the trauma that came out of being stabbed in the LSD trip, but more what was the trauma that maybe provoked me to yeah, play out in the, in the realms of that. You yes. know, I think such a good question, so deep, and I have not had that question before <laughs> in context interviewing around, you know, uh, amino well, acids. I've got, um, got a point. I've got a point that I'm going to make. I, so once I've got your story, I'm then very, I can... <laughs> no, I think, it's, I think it's very deep and thoughtful. A few years ago, I've done therapy many, many times throughout my life. Yeah, a few years great. ago, I engaged mm-hmm. in a much deeper commitment to do psychoanalysis three times a week. Mm-hmm. And through that process, I, I initially started that process because I thought I had all this unresolved trauma from like getting stabbed <laughs> and these yeah. very obvious traumas. And I was surprised to find, but it makes sense, and I think relates back to your question, that there was a lot of trauma early on from my earliest years, more directly related to my relationship with my parents. And I'm very grateful for my parents. I'm very grateful yep. for my life. And they are both very... I think I described earlier, there's a, there's a mania to it. There's an entrepreneurship mm-hmm. kind of, they're very caring, thoughtful people. And I don't mean to expose them publicly no, like this, not but, at all. but there's we a way that. in which they're quite absorbed in themselves and in their own yeah. experience. And mm-hmm. I think at a very young age, I was required to get my own needs met. Mm-hmm. And to figure out how to cope and to figure out how to take care of myself and how to advocate for myself. And I just need to figure out everything on my own. And even in engaging with them, probably when I wanted more to be seen, to be validated, to try to have some kind of more secure attachment, mm-hmm. they were not able to give that to me. They mm-hmm. gave me other types of confusing signals. And so I think a lot of my childhood and adolescence was me trying to figure that out. And oftentimes maybe even pushing into those more extreme experiences because that's what I had modeled from my parents. But also mm-hmm. I was just trying to figure it out on my own. I didn't, I didn't have kind of a solid, secure boundary and sense of attachment. So it was almost like, is, listen, we know, we're not doing parent blaming here. Every parent <laughs> was originally the child of someone. And you think of it like that. So they bring, we bring into, our, I'm a parent of four children. You bring into your own parenting, but once you were a child, you know, of, and you, your grandmother was your mother's mother. So your mother was a daughter. You know, if you think of it like that, it's not a blame thing, but the, the mere fact is that each generation of parents, we are influencing our children. And what's healthy is you're not, you're not blaming them, as you said. You're not trying to take them so that, that's, that they were bad and messed you up, whatever. But it did mess you up. There was an impact. So you honor what they bring to the party, but there was an impact. So what you're talking about now, just to put you at ease, you're not running your parents down. They had a certain lifestyle that was worked for them, came from their own whatever, but it impacted you. So you're not disregarding and on, dishonoring them. You are dealing with the, You are rightfully dealing with the impact. And the impact was that you maybe felt a little bit abandoned or felt a little bit that you weren't seen or something along those lines. So that built and wired into you. And here's my point. Does that sound, first of all, does, have a, does that sound sort of potentially like I'm yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. And I think everything you're saying is, makes a lot of sense. Okay, so now here's my, my point in bringing it back. You're going to be interested to see how am I going to segue back to amino acids. Well, <laughs> each experience that you had growing up as a child is being wired into your brain. And how does it get wired into your brain? You know, we say that word wired into the brain, but essentially that experience was being processed by you, your mind, 
which is this quantum non-physical thing. And then your mind uses your brain to, to activate the brain and the brain responds. How? The energy of the experience goes in the brain and then the brain responds genetically and neurochemically. And on the genetic level, it makes amino acids. So you've wired in childhood experiences into the brain as amino acids that grew into proteins and the vibrations within the amino acids are holding the experience. So therefore, if the experience is slightly distorted, which you had some excellent experiences, but you had some distorted ones and they were specifically around attachment and who you felt you were and what you needed, that deepness of who you were as a person kind of didn't get seen. So therefore, there's a couple of amino acid distortions there physically. Now, we always think of amino acids as a physical substance and we think it's just through food. And that's why I started this this podcast by saying amino acids are building things, including our experiences. So I know we're going to talk now about amino acids and how it works in our body because it's really important because the mind has got to use the brain and the body and we want them as healthy as possible. And amino acids play a phenomenally massive role, but they also play a role in building our thoughts. And so those thoughts that happen in childhood are wired in and then they influence our behaviors. And so you had to kind of heal on two levels. As you did all your therapies and things, you were healing those amino acids and then your body then followed suit and you started dealing with the physical amino acids of your actual coming in from physical food and diet and simulating through exercise, etc. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's, it's a beautiful vision of how it all fits together. So thank you for sharing Holistic. that. Okay, there we go. So now <laughs> let's hand over to you to, to talk about amino acids because you did full circle back to your childhood roots. And as you said, your three-year-old, your mom you know, was very impressed with a three-year-old who's now this man running this company who you started in your gar- garage, which is such a great story, as did Steve Jobs and quite a few people. You started from your garage and you have a great successful company making amino acid supplements that I love, by the way, and I use them. And they, a whole family does the key on sup- supplements. They, they're amazing. But let's talk about amino acids. Let's talk about them. I've given a bit of the mind stuff. Let's talk about what they do physically in our body because you're really good at that. Is that is that okay? Can we transition yeah, to that? Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, so I'll just start at the most at the most fundamental level. Amino acids are the building blocks of protein. So anytime we talk about protein, we're talking about amino acids. And in our bodies, there's 20 amino acids that build up the proteins in our body. And when I say proteins, I'm really talking more in, in this case about muscle. And there's different types of muscle. There's the muscle that's actually your skeletal muscle. There's soft muscle that that encapsulates your organs, your gut. There's your cardiac muscle, et cetera. But that's made up of these 20 amino acids. There's actually many more than those that are floating around in your body, but 20 are like the, the, the core components of that. And the reason why these are so important and interesting is that they're very different than the other macronutrients. Oftentimes we talk a lot about carbohydrates, we talk a lot about fat, and the primary role of carbohydrates and fat when we eat them is to give us energy. You, you eat carbohydrates because literally they get converted into ATP, which is like your body's source of, of the actual fuel it burns, and similarly with fat. Protein can be converted into an energy source, but that's not its primary source. It's not its most ideal source or its ideal use in the body. When you eat protein, what your body wants to do is to break down that protein into the individual unique amino acids, put that amino acids into your blood, and then to fuel all of the protein amino acid requirements throughout your body. So you may be asking, well, what are the protein amino acid requirements throughout your body? Over 50% of our solid body mass 
is made up of proteins and thus made up of amino acids. So that's things obvious like your heart, your kidneys, your liver, liver, your muscles. But it's things like you said, our neurotransmitters are also amino acids or their precursors are amino acids. So, so much and of our your body- neurons. And, and our your neurons. neurons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our brain, our experience of, of existing <laughs> mentally exactly. is a protein experience. It's an amino acid-based experience. And what many people don't realize is that the, the way that proteins function is that they're in a constant state of breaking down and then resynthesizing. And the reason for that is basically for them to, to function optimally. There's a certain half-life to every protein in our body, and it, it'll break down and then it'll rebuild itself again. So it breaks down into its component amino acids, and then it rebuilds. Not the whole liver at once, but portions of it, right? Not the whole mm -hmm. heart at mm -hmm. once, but Obviously. portions of mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Little by little without you even knowing it's happening. Exactly. And when it breaks down into some of those component amino acids, it can't reuse some of them about 20%. It's, it's different throughout the body, depending on the organ, depending on the mm -hmm. muscle, depending on how old that, that tissue is. But some portion of it can't be reused. And the portion that can't be reused gets converted into urea and you pee it out. It's, it's really that, that simple. So you have, to, you have to replenish those amino acids. The, you, your liver has to be rebuilt. Your heart has to be rebuilt. Your brain mm -hmm. can't, your neurons can't just stop functioning, right? Mm -hmm. They need new amino acids. So when you, just think when you eat protein and when you eat amino acids, you're not just giving your body energy for it to burn, to run itself. You're literally, built, you're giving your body the building core blocks. bricks, the building blocks that make up your brain, that make up your heart, that make up all your muscles. So it's like, that's how- And make your thoughts. And make your thoughts, yes. And so if you deprive yourself of that, then naturally your whole body, all these different parts of your body are going to suffer. Mm. Luckily though, our body has built a way to help protect these core functions of our body. And that is muscle. So many people think muscle, the skeletal muscle, its primary role is to move. It, it, that is a big part of skeletal muscle. If you don't have you know, biceps or you don't have leg muscles, you wouldn't be able to walk, you wouldn't be able mm -hmm. to lift things. It is what helps you do that. It is also the reservoir of amino acids for the rest of your body. Mm -hmm. So if you stop consuming amino acids or protein and you only eat sugars, for example, or only eat, eat fats, your liver has to rebuild itself when it breaks down some of its existing proteins. So where is it going to get those amino acids from? The body communicates to your skeletal muscle to start breaking itself down to put amino acids into the blood so that your organs can function. And that is 100% true for your brain as well. Mm -hmm. So if you don't eat enough protein or amino acids, or you go through some type of state that's highly stressful, you'll mm -hmm. start to break down your muscle tissue to fuel your brain to fuel mm -hmm. all your other organs. So hopefully that gives kind of its Very initial good. overview, but, a, but, a, but it just shows how important amino acids are for the core functioning of your body and why, it's, why they're, as the building blocks of protein, so different than the other macronutrients and really so different than other micronutrients. Excellent. I loved how you explained that. I think it was brilliant. You know, there's a doctor that I work with that we're going to be doing some research with and the proteome, which as you know, is the protein, we talk about the protein being the protein the collectively in, in the cell, is the quickest to respond to, it, it's like the first thing that responds before all the other things happen. So, you know, we've got telomeres, we've got all kinds of things, as we know, in our, in our body. But the very first thing that responds to what we are putting into our body 
whether it's our brain and body, whether it's our thoughts from experiences or whether it is food substances or alcohol or liquid, whatever, stuff, is the protein response first and then everything else follows after that. And it's the quickest to respond to also to our emotions, which is also why I asked that question in the beginning. So I, I just wanted to throw that in there. So this, you know, I'm really undergirding the importance of understanding how to look after ourselves from right from the sort of first base kind of thing. So that's that's so interesting. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about, you know, you, there's so many things like muscles important for aging well. It's important for body composition. It's important for dealing the talk reaching the ideal body composition that's best for you. And I mean, there's so many things that you talk about. How, how would you like to handle that side? There's so many things you can share with us. Yeah. I mean, I think just really maybe tackling them one by one. Okay. Let's, but, let's start but, with but, but body But at a foundational level, mm-hmm. we can describe, you know, why, you know, why it does that. Why is it that muscle and amino acids support all of these things? So at its most foundational level, muscle for well, actually, let, let's take let's take longevity first. Maybe that's that's the easiest one to start with. And I think the and one that goes that people, with the proteome and things as well, which is yeah, very it's a much great segue from what you big, just talked about. Big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as we age, there are many reasons why we'd want to have lean muscle. The the one most obvious one that's very clear cut is to maintain activity levels. It's very clearly correlated to how long we'll live and the quality of our life. If we stay active, if we're able to walk still, if we're able to still exercise, if we're able to enjoy and play with our family, if we're able to lift things, then naturally our overall health stays elevated. But some of the things that people don't realize is, for example, if and when you have some type of injury, and this is mm-hmm. not, I'm not saying when you're 80 or 90, this is like in your 50s and your 60s, yeah. even in your 40s, when you have some type of energy injury, your body will undergo a stress response. And it actually, your body becomes anabolically resistant, meaning it mm-hmm. becomes harder for when you eat protein for you to build muscle from it. Because your mm-hmm. body wants to basically prioritize that instead as an energy source. And mm-hmm. that's why when people get sick or they have some kind of energy, they tend to lose a lot of muscle mass. So the degree to which you maintain muscle up until some type of inevitable injury, all of us will experience mm-hmm. some type of hard thing in our life. You really want to have that as an asset. It's almost like a savings account mm-hmm. for when things don't go as we planned later Mm -hmm. in life. And that thus you have this ass that you've built up that can support all of your organs to function well when you undergo, you know, some type of injury or illness, et cetera. And thus you can get back to your normal activity levels sooner and be able to get back to who you were sooner. Other things people don't realize about muscle is that it is inversely related to insulin resistance and to blood sugar. So a 10% increase in lean muscle is related to an 11% decrease in insulin resistance. The reason for that being when you have more muscle, lots of times people just think, oh, I need to try to not be overweight, right? Or I need Mm -hmm. to try to be leaner. But the muscle plays a very key role in storing the glucose that you consume Mm -hmm. and in regulating your insulin levels. So it's Mm -hmm. really, it's as important as not being you know, overweight from fat, et cetera, in mm-hmm. older age and really maintaining healthy metabolic health. So as you can see, there's, like, there's so many reasons why maintaining muscle is important. Now, you know, why, you know, what do amino acids necessarily have to do with that? Well, this is another really curious point around how amino acids interact in our body. 
when we're in our 20s, for example, and I'll, I'll leave out like, you know, childhood and adolescence because it's even mm-hmm. different because we have different types of hormones that regulate how we mm-hmm. uh, process amino acids. But a healthy 20-something-year-old, when they consume protein, about half of it is essential amino acids. And I'm saying like an animal protein, this would be like eggs, a whey Mm -hmm. protein, it could be a meat, et cetera. Actually a little bit less. It's about 40 to 45%. And that 40 to 45% is the active component of the protein. So earlier I said there's 20 amino acids. It's really these nine essential amino acids that stimulate the muscle protein synthesis, stimulate whole body protein synthesis. They they complete that process and they utilize some of the other amino acids to actually build the proteins. But without those nine, you don't get, you you don't get the new muscle being built or the new proteins being built in the body. So when you consume, say only if, when you consume a gram of whole protein, only less than half of it is really contributing to that process. Mm -hmm. To the, to the important nine. To the important nine. Yeah. If you consume a free form amino acid supplement, that only contains the nine essential amino acids. As a young 20-year-old without any type of exercise, it's two times as powerful as the protein for protein synthesis. If you consume it before exercise, it's three times as impactful. And that's because you don't have to digest it. It it immediately goes into your blood and immediately becomes Mm -hmm. accessible to to your muscles and Mm -hmm. to the rebuilding of proteins. As you age though, at starting at age 40, which is when sarcopenia or uh, kind of the loss of muscle mass begins, mm-hmm. you start to not only have a harder time digesting the proteins and turning them into the, and getting the component amino acids out of them, but mm-hmm. you're also less sensitive to new protein synthesis. And this is even more true for perimenopausal and postmenopausal women. Mm-hmm. And that's because I, I actually, I don't know enough of all the science, honestly, of, of, of women's health yeah. to speak to the exact hormonal changes and why that happens. But from the outcome studies, it's very clear that when they consume a whole food protein, perimenopausal, postmenopausal, that they get less muscle protein synthesis and less whole body protein synthesis out of it than a man of mm. say the same age would. Okay. And so how do you overcome that? With essential amino acids with free form in that case, mm-hmm. they're immediately available within the blood. You don't have to go through digesting them and you can formulate mm-hmm. them just right to where they basically do a better job of st- stimulating protein synthesis. And thus mm. at 40, they become about three times as effective as protein. And as every decade after that, you can add another multiple. So by the time you're 50, it's about four, uh, yeah, 50, yeah. it's four times, you know, 60, it's uh, five times. It continues to increase how much more potent a free form essential amino acid can be. Sorry to interrupt you there, just to confirm that people got that. So just, just repeat that. Yeah. So as you age, mm-hmm. your ability to digest protein and your sensitivity for the essential amino acids within the protein to stimulate protein synthesis in your body becomes reduced. And thus, the impact of taking a free form essential amino acid supplement, there's many out there, obviously, I mean, I have a company that does this, yeah. but there's, there's, yeah. there are many that do this. Taking one of those in the proportions, assuming it has all nine essential amino acids and it has a formula, that's, I, can, I can describe more with this formula, an ideal formula, it will stimulate muscle protein synthesis at multiples mm-hmm. many greater than the protein itself. Mm-hmm. At age 40, it's about three times effective. Age 50, it's about four times effective. Age 60, it's about five times as effective. Amazing. At stimulating so as you're getting protein older, synthesis. Yes. Right, so the as free you form. get older, 
a free yeah. form is going to make it. So it's almost these it's dropping off. But if you take a free form, you're getting massive benefit as you're getting older. You're getting yeah, more and, and more. And really, it's not so much that the essential amino acids are getting better. It's that your your ability to utilize the protein and your sensitivity to more standard amounts of those essential amino acids and regular foods is you, the human body is not as good at using it. So, so thus, you, mm-hmm. a free-form essential amino acid supplement becomes that much more impactful. In- and impactful. again, we can get mm-hmm. into the proportions. It's not anyone. It's You really need ideal proportions to, to stimulate this kind of protein synthesis. So this is excellent. So this is why, you know, we all know that as we're aging, things change and the hormones change and everything like that, as you, you mentioned. And this is where things like bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, same sort of principle as you... It's not, you're not going to replace it, but you're going to, your body's going to utilize what you give in a free, in, in a ver- different versions more effectively. So that's really important. It means we don't just have to lose muscle and get to the point where we get weaker and weaker and not have that store because it's so important. So that's really great. That's really great to know. So in terms of, of I, mean, I know people are asking, okay, you said this, how do you get this free from what? And I know there's lots of companies out there, but you specifically spent years researching and developing a form of amino acid that people can, I mean, I use it. It tastes delicious and you can put it in, I put it in my, I mix it with my electrolytes and that's what I use when I'm saunering, going around during the day, doing my workout, whatever. I, I use it all the time. That's a great way of using it. That's that's a really smart way of using it, making sure you're getting both those core electrolytes and, and amino acids at the same time. And many people don't realize that amino acids themselves have a hydrating function as well. They actually, they improve the osmolality of the beverage and thus help to pass more water into the small intestine. So it's, it's actually great for hydration as well. If you want to know one of the secrets to success, it's definitely better sleep, which improves mind, brain, and body health. That's why I have added the Open app to my daily mental self-care routine. Open is your personal mindfulness studio. It is a space to explore your edge through breathwork, meditation, movement, and sound. It combines breathwork, meditation, and fitness. And they have a great community of people doing it together, all committed to personal growth. Open is something I do every evening that sets me up for a successful night's rest so that I am ready to take on the challenges of the day ahead. It helps me clear my mind and brain before bed and really helps with sleep. I also do their breath work in the morning before practicing my mind management routine, which helps me decompress and get ready for the day ahead. Then I pop into one of their fitness classes to build strength and mobility, which has become an important part of my routine as I age. Plus, I love that the program is incredibly well designed and easy to use. If you want to get on my daily routine, you can get 30 days free of open by visiting withopen.com. That's withopen.com forward slash code Dr. Leaf. Again, 30 days free by visiting withopen.com. That's withopen.com code Dr. Leaf. And don't forget to follow your friends on the app so that you can join the community as well. Yeah, I feel that like if I've had a really intense workout in sauna and I've sweated a lot, I found that just the electrolytes, water alone didn't, did well, but water plus electrolytes did better. Water plus electrolytes plus the your amino acids, it's, it's phenomenal. I can really feel that difference in terms of, and also just as a personal story, I had an emergency appendectomy last year and it totally messed up my body. I had to go for a couple of repair surgeries after that. So I had to have like three surgeries in a short period of time. And my, that, that's, I couldn't do my normal exercise routine or anything. And so I knew that all of my amino acids physically were suffering and I had a good store, so that helped. But certainly in that time of recovery post-surgery, I found it extremely helpful to take the amino acids along with the electrolytes. So that's just my own personal story. 
I, I love that story. And I'm so happy to hear that they, they served you in that way. And I want to get sure. to the proportions, but it's Please too do, good. Yeah. It's, it's too good to pass up. The studies that were done with the formula that we use is actually specifically for NASA for situations like you described. So because astronauts naturally can't undergo resistance training in mm-hmm. space, or there's very little resistance, right? They're just floating around without gravity. Yeah. There's a natural loss of muscle mass mm-hmm. because to build muscle, you need a stimulus. You need like lifting weights, or I'll get mm-hmm. to it in a second. You need some other type of stimulus, and then you need the fuel. You need the amino acids to help rebuild the muscle. Well, what researchers wanted to uncover, and thus NASA sponsored the study, was is there any way that astronauts could maintain muscle mass over an extended period? without any resistance training. So they conducted a study. They had the participants in complete bed rest for 28 days, no movement outside the bed. But they were given three servings, basically the equivalent of three servings of Keon aminos, six times a day for 28 days. And at the end of 28 days, they had net muscle gain, very small muscle gain. But they did not waste away. They did not lose all their muscle. They lost muscle strength and power, like naturally, if you're not training the muscle, but they did not lose mass. And the reason for that is that when you consume, again, free-form amino acids, and in this type of proportion, which I'll get to in a second, it not only is a fuel for rebuilding the muscle, it is a stimulus. It actually communicates to the body to break down some of the older proteins and rebuild new ones and to build back better. So it actually, That's it, it, it's, it's incredible if you're in a situation in which you need to be at, you have bed rest basically mandated from surgery or from something yeah. else to, to maintain some of your you know, physical prowess while, yeah, while that's you're, true. While you're you in feel, bed. Yeah, yeah that's, you feel that strength because I'm, I'm used to working out every day and walking and going running on the beach with my dogs and I couldn't do anything for almost the whole month of December. And it was, but I still had the strength when I could do it again. It was almost like 24 hours and I was back up in same kind of, almost the same level of strength as I had before. And I, yeah, so that, that really did help. It helped quick, quickly, it's I should a, say. Yeah, it's incredible that, um, that this is possible. So in yeah. terms of the, in terms of the formula and, and the proportions and, and why all that, so we really, we didn't do anything super secret or really proprietary. Mm-hmm. What we did is we hired the best researchers to help us do a meta-analysis of all of the amino acid research over the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. We worked with people that were directly part of, for example, that NASA study, consulted Amazing. with really the experts in the field and said, you know, what works, what works best? And we poured through all the research and all the literature. And luckily, essential amino acids, while they're not kind of like the sexiest new product, they're not yeah. this thing that's mm-hmm. like, you know, the most, they've actually been around a while. That also creates a lot of research. There's hundreds of papers and papers uh, sponsored by NASA, the NIH, so many different reputable organizations. And the consolidation of that research shows that the ideal formula must include all nine essential amino acids. So if you start looking for aminos and you find BCAAs, branch chain amino acids, that's only three of them. Don't mm-hmm. waste your time on a product that only includes the three. It's a waste of time and money. There's a great meta-analysis study I can share with you and your audience if they're interested, but it's just totally not worth your money. So you must have all nine. And also, if you find a brand that's only giving you eight and they say, oh, this other one's semi-conditional, it's not true. You need all nine essential amino acids. Okay. The research shows it. This is you know widely accepted by the leading academics and researchers. And then when you have those nine, the way that you come up with the ideal formula is you start with the proportions of the amino acids as they exist in human skeletal muscle. So if I sampled my bicep muscle, mm-hmm. what would be the proportions of those amino acids? Then you increase the leucine, 
I'm getting a little technical here, but you'll mm-hmm. see this is what's on our label. And if you if you want to compare yeah. any other products, this is what you want to look for. The leucine, in the end, you actually need it to be about 40% of the final formula because it's it plays the key role in stimulating the process and in mm-hmm. fulfilling the process of protein synthesis. So it's like without that, it's like the enzyme. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then you also need to maintain the relationship of valine and isoleucine to the leucine. So those are the three branch chain amino acids. That's why they're famous. You may see products mm-hmm. just with them, but I mm-hmm. promise you don't waste your time and money on only the three. You, you need you, you the need combination. All you need, you need all, all nine, nine and you need that combination of the branch chain amino acids with it to make it work. Yeah. So then you need to increase the two other branch chain, the valine and the isoleucine to mm-hmm. maintain their proportions to the original human skeletal muscle, which was okay. changed when you reduce, when you increase the leucine. Okay. So you've got to increase that. Okay. And then you also need to increase the lysine. And that's because lysine is both a limiting factor for protein synthesis, and it's just actually slower to get into the muscle fibers. And so mm-hmm. if you don't add enough of it, then it's, it's too slow and it slows that process. Okay. And that final formula will look just, like if you look, if you go to getkeon.com and look at our Keon Aminos formula, the formula there. that's based, mm-hmm. it's transparent. There's nothing proprietary. That is the ideal formula based off of all of the best research over the last 40 years, consulting with the best experts. So it's very straightforward. So I would either, that's you know, great. I would just look for that formula basically and, and always look for a transparent formula, not people who are, you know, hiding like you can't tell what's in it, right? It's yeah, you don't it's want some that. mix of an amino acid blend. Like, just tell us what's exactly in it. Exactly. So you're very transparent, as you say, so people can go, we'll put the link in the show notes. People can actually go to your website and they can see this exact combination of the, of the, the what it should be the exact formula and how it plays out. You have a full understanding. You have different, so just tell us about, specifically about Keon, you've got different flavors. It comes in a little container and you just scoop it out and it's super easy yeah, to so, so there's four different flavors. They all use natural flavors and we don't use any type of artificial sweeteners. And so they're, they're delicious. There's watermelon, there's a lime, mixed berry and mango. And mango is one I always thought, I don't really like, I don't know if That's I like mango favorite. flavors. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite too. That's my favorite. Because it is so yeah. authentic and natural tasting. It really it tastes lovely. like this mm-hmm. delicious mango flavor. And it's really simple. You just take a scoop of it, put it in 16 ounces of water. I like to make it ice cold. Like I'll actually yeah. shake it with ice and drink it. And in doing that, you know, kind of based off what I was saying earlier about the age, your age and activity mm-hmm. levels, you can just multiply that by however many times, you know, if, if you're 50, multiply it by four and it's about that many grams of protein. It's that kind of equivalent that you just get in like that through a delicious, Instant. you know, that's amazing. Drink. One scoop and you're getting what your body needs. So it pretty much reads you, but it's almost intelligent. It's reading what your body needs for your age and it actually gives you what you need, which it is amazing. If need. it's the right formula. It's not the yeah, right formula, that's right not going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is fascinating. Yeah. Well, we're going to put all those links in the show notes and people can find you at your website. And what, where else can people find you and find out more about Keon? Getkeon.com is really, I think, the best, the place, best place to go. I mean, we're on all the social channels, et cetera, but that's, we try to share, you know, have as much information, education, et cetera, everything there. That's fantastic. And I think there's some sort of special as well for my listeners. There is. We have a special deal just for your listeners. Which is fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Angelo. It's been a great discussion. Thank you for going down the trauma road road with me there and building the link between. I wanted people to understand amino acids are also, we also build those, our thoughts into amino acids and into proteins and our thoughts are vibrating. Our experiences are literally vibrating inside the amino acid that forms the protein branches that grows the neurons, dendrites, which hold the memories. So it's fascinating that it's there and also that we, as we consume, our body's making the physical to create our physical body, which is, so that link is so interesting. 
So it's like two different I types love of it. I love acid. your approach, Dr. Lee. I, I love getting to have this kind of conversation that, that well, bridges it all and has such a holistic picture. And it, it really also is shows that. No, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's thank you. That's great. And it, your story was so great. And you know, your 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 trauma informed you to a point where you actually were able to see in your own life the changes and uh, helping people because your mind's got to work through your brain and your body. So it's a great way of, of making sure our brain and our body are are healthy too. So it's mind brain body connection all the way around. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's been fascinating. Thank you for your uh, you know your really great explanations of product and of, of amino acids and how they work in our body. And I think everyone's enjoyed this. I have certainly enjoyed it. So thank you. Thank you, Dr. Leaf. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors.